Our cylinder's not out yet. Moravia still in front from Butch Cassidy. Now Nadal is starting to thunder home. Moravia in front from Butch Cassidy. Cylinder's out now. He's charging, going to Moravia. Oh, Cylinder got out of jail to win the run to the Rose. Cylinder. Followed by Rothfire. Imperatrice is going to come the widest into the running terrific race at the 150. Imperatrice has swept past all of them and has raced up and grabbed the lead from Giga Kick and Rob display has won by two and a quarter rock fire and giga kick wowee pinstriped is right there under pressure Sabah to excel boxes on and then came attrition Tuvalu and pinstriped up the middle of the track at the 150 Tuvalu and pinstriped pounding runs on then attrition pinstriped up to Tuvalu pinstriped just in front attrition with a late dive pinstriped pinstriped is one Victor with a kick with the light weight. He's a length and a half lucky. Swain S and Adios. Victor the winner under the 115 pounds is steaming in the lead. He's three in front of Lucky Swain S and Adios. And Victor the winner is going to be just that. Victor the winner turns the tables on Lucky Swain S and bashed him up at the line. Hey Ponders and welcome to a Racing Previews Review Podcast. Obviously we're looking back on Fan Stakes Day at the Valley which also featured the McEwen Stakes and also at Rose Hill it was the Run to the Rose, the Theo Marks, uh, the Ming Dynasty and a couple of the Scirocco as well. No Nico, it's just your review team, Bill and Ben or Bot and Ben, the Flowerpot Men. Bot, how you going? I'm good. Saturday was a bit stiff but it was a, it was a good good days of racing and there's a couple um spring pointers i think a couple of horses that'll be going deep into the spring and into some good races so um definitely significant going forward i think yeah absolutely no group one racing obviously on the weekend but uh there will be some horses that go straight up to group one level at their next start the three best sprinters on the planet have all been beaten the last two weeks which we heard uh in that little intro i made as well um, obviously, I wish I win last week, beaten but not disgracing the Memsey. Giga Kick, you know, everything went against him, but still beaten third. And Lucky Swainess beaten at Chartin on Sunday. So, very interesting times in racing. Yeah. Mm. With excuse. You could probably say Imperatries is one probably just as good now as, as any, I think. Yeah, that, that's a fair that. point. That's a fair point. Um, and there also could be a little bit more continuing on the Hong Kong theme there could be a little bit more trouble coming for Romantic Warrior the current Cox Plate favourite having to change his feet and not eating up so danger signs for you or smoke smoke in the air for Romantic Warrior I, I haven't heard about this but um, I don't know so I'll worry about he, it on Cox Plate though yeah that's fair well basically for the punters who don't know um, he was on one type of feed and at the final hour they've not approved it um, and he's had to change feed, and apparently he's not enjoying his new feed, and he's leaving <laughs> lots of it in the feed bin. So lots of different hoops he's had to jump through, scanning feeds, but uh, hopefully he gets here one piece this Saturday. Yeah. All right, let's crack in to the review. The Mackenzie Stakes is where we're going to start. 1,200 metres for the three-year-old. Colts and Gelding Stepardi was too good for Centrefire Brave Mead and introducing slowly run race bot um, very slowly run 
8.7 lengths slower than the class benchmark to the 600 meters. Stepardi's just sat OSL and he's proven to have the best turn of foot in the race. This was just a paid track out, wasn't it? Yeah, well, we'll just talk on the, the track quickly. Um, so basically, the track was a good three all day. Um, it was, uh, it's interesting, Mooney Valley's played pretty much um, uh, like the lanes, about four, four to six have been the A lanes, um, regardless of the rail. So when the lane was, uh, the, the rail was in the, the five meter position to the three meter position, the best the best lane has been um, on the rail and that's why it's been leader bias and um, and when the rail's in the true, um, it's the two times it's been in the true, uh, the best spots have been uh, definitely off the fence and um, mm. sort of a running line and, and getting getting four to six um, uh, sort of horse widths um, off the fence. So that's how the track played. Uh, race five, yeah, they went really I, slow. I just, I just um, want to add one more thing, sorry. Sorry, I should have let you go on the track yeah. straight away. But That's right. Um, so yeah, when we resumed, we went rail five and that ground really compacted. So that is potentially part of the reason why that ground is still the best lanes because that ground is still firmer than other parts of the track and also the fence does seem to be softer at this time of year because with the camber of the track the water does drain that way towards the fence so that is why when the rail has been in the true a few times here at the valley the fence has been off potentially they're trying to even you know we didn't want to have what happened the first meeting again with an absolute highway for leaders so you know there has been trying to even up the track whatever but that is part of the reason um, why lanes four to six have probably been the A ground alright let's crack into race five yeah they went they went really slowly they pretty much handed it to Sapati which is disappointing really but um Brave made me to start and you saw that on Betfair because it was four, it was four bucks um as they're about to jump, and then at BSP uh, about four fifty. So um, interesting. Anyway, um, yeah, Brave Mead was okay. Um, Scientify, I think, is or Centify, I think, is the the main horse to follow out of this race because it was so firm in the betting uh, off a quite a. Uh, it was a really slowly run race, and it, it did have the rails advantage. And I, I thought it was really interesting that it was. Um, so firm in the market, like it, it was pretty much five dollars um, bet fair pretty much until the start, uh, until until jump time. Um, and yeah, I just thought it was really interesting that it was so firm and, and that it it sort of just um, proved like it just sort of um, it, it makes me think that Centify that the market's got a really good opinion of Centify and when it goes up in trip, um, it's going to be a really really nice horse, um, and it's definitely the one to follow. I think you. You'll get a you'll get a better price in in um, I guess against um, Stepardi and Brave Mead I I I am guessing anyway because um, it definitely wants to go up in trip it's bred to go further um, and the the last two hundred meters was uh, really really strong it was eleven eleven one two I think eleven one six last two hundred meters so um, yeah Stepardi really good um, but they did hand it to it. Um, it, w- it wasn't rails in runs, so it was advantage there as well. They went slow, sat outside later, controlled the race, and it just sort of sprinted away from them. It was really, it was a good win, but um, I think the market might, uh, well, the early markets anyway, might overreact to um, 
to, to this run. Um, I think Amore needs to go up in trip. It was outpaced and uh, outpaced late anyway. And uh, Armed Forces was a, a sneaky run for for something weaker. I think he can go back in grade and he might find a race where he can win. Yeah. For me, Step Hardy is the one to take out of the race. Um, I know the ratings might... What you're saying, but as in like, they might overbet this horse next start, but... <sighs> For me, visually, this horse just has all the tricks in the book. He can settle on top of the speed. He gives that strong kick from that four to the two. Like, looking through his career, his four to the two, he reels off 11 seconds, 11.20, 11.40, 11.40 again on Saturday. Like, he just puts a hole in his opposition at the top of the straight, and he's done it again here. Um, You had horses sidle up to him at the top of the straight, and then he just dropped them again. I think this is just the perfect race. Paul Pushkar would be so happy about this as a first up run into the Guineas. And for mine, I would have him top seed in the Guineas. You might disagree with that, but I think he's pretty oh, special. Top seed? In the Corfu Guineas, yeah. Top seed? Maybe. I thought um, Militarise was pretty good in Sydney, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we will. Um, yeah, nothing else. All right, let's move on to race six, the Atlantic Jewel. This was pretty much the same race listed, but for the three-year-old fillies over 1,200 metres. Charmstone, way too good. Uh, SP, $2.50, so well-backed in the end from Inhibitions, who was coming off the Mooney Valley win. Dasonic Boom, gee, I wish this horse had a run second because I had a Quinella, which would have paid any amount of money. Molly Nick is fourth. Um, Charmstone, though, uh, I just love the ride here from Damien Lane. He was happy to sit wide and go forward on the horse, sat forth in run off the rails in the A part of the ground, knew he was on the best horse in the race. They haven't gone fast. They haven't gone that slow. And although he has been parked three wide the whole trip, like he's just controlled this race. He's been in clear air. Frosty knew he didn't want to get behind horses who were going to fold in front of him uh, in his lap. And this was quite a comfortable watch for me. Um, I know, you know, a lot of people would, would watch a race and see three wide, no cover. This horse is going to peak on its run or whatever. But I just thought this horse had a couple lengths on him. And in the end, she has won pretty softly on the line. She will go to a golden rose now, 1,400 metres at Rose Hill. So that's going to get a lot, lot harder. But she was just simply too good here. Yeah, it was a good win. Um she pretty much she, she ran the same rating as what the the boys did um and she also ran the same rating as what she did last start so um that's interesting um she'd want to improve for the races she's um targeted towards uh it was a good win um but not not amazing uh inhibitions inhibitions was good i thought to sonic boom who i backed at 80 to 1 BSP was was good but good bet good bet I wish it, yeah I wish it, I, obviously I didn't back it to place but anyway uh, Molly Nick is obviously everyone's going to see it it was enormous through the mid race and and the last 400 metres it was really really strong through the line um, it'll go towards a thousand guineas or, or a flight stakes I imagine the, the thousand guineas because um, legacy is probably going to the the flight stakes in the same stable but um, it's definitely the one to follow uh yeah, uh, Pride of Sullivan, I think, has been found out. Didn't really have much of much of an opinion of it. Um, we got this one before. right. Yeah, I just couldn't see how it was in the market. But mm. um, yeah, it, it was a it's a like there's 
uh, about two and a half lengths between the first, what's that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of them. Um, so yeah, the race hasn't gone too well, but it was it was even even to slowly run and um, and yeah, I think Charmstone can improve a little bit on this, but um, I you'd, she'd want to for the races she's targeting anyway. But Mo- Molly Nickers is on track for the thousand guineas. Is yeah, this is just a pretty average sort of Phillies race, and I think Charmstone's reputation is maybe getting a little bit too um, ahead of where she's actually at. And people people are going to see like she was three wide, but like it doesn't matter and it was probably advantage on the day anyway because that's yeah. where he wanted to be did you see frosty's interview the old pace over yeah position? it was awesome i almost <laughs> posted it on twitter because it was awesome yeah it basically said uh you know three wide no cover gets a bad rap here in victoria but it's actually an underrated position uh yeah he's riding at the peak of his powers and people can say what they want to say this was an outstanding ride there is one horse that i thought had absolutely no luck in the home running and is probably a forgive. Her name is Treasureway um, for Jason Warren and Jamie Carr. Went around at twenty one dollars here. Was um, it? I it was backed. I think it, it might have been backed early. early yeah. Then went back out yeah. once the big money came for Charmstone late. Um, drew barrier one and yeah was afforded ill luck on the fence. So I think this is one horse that could potentially go around over the odds next start maybe back in grade or maybe a similar sort of Phillies race and you might get the opportunity to back her. Mm. Right to party um, pulled up with an issue, I think. So okay. forgive her if she if she's back this preparation. Yep, beautiful. All right, we get to the win of the day. I don't think anyone is disputing that in the McEwen Stakes, 1,000 metres, Group 2, um, Imperatriz. The best horse in New Zealand, Drew Barrier 7, first time at 1,000 metres. We weren't sure how she would handle it. Well, she handled it with great aplomb. Um, her, she has broken the Mooney Valley 1,000 metre track record, 56.68 seconds, the official time, and on punting form, 14.1 lengths above the all-average benchmark. I know things have folded, unfolded really well for her here, and she probably has got the dream sort of scenario but gee it was a win but what'd you make of it oh it was awesome watching it live because um it was a it was an interesting race um in play because kick kick missed the start obviously and um craig not really something craig normally does but he hunted up through the mid race they were they actually went pretty slow for the first 200 meters like i, I thought that they did they'd really pour it on um mm. Like, no, like they didn't go too slow, but they they didn't go fast. Like it's the first two hundred meters, so it's it yeah. For thousand meters but, um, at Mooney Valley with those leaders, Zoo style and Acromanchalo, we thought they'd probably go faster. Yeah, and then the mid race they turned it on a bit, and Giga Kick ran three three lengths faster than pretty much anything um, in the race between the eight and the four, and then um, the four to the post Imperatriz just exploded. Um, it was a really good win. She did a hands and heels too. Um, Mm. Whatever that means, but um, the last 400 meters against the all-average benchmark was what um, about 13 lengths above. So, just enormous. Um, she's, I think she she's run up to her her big number in in New Zealand that she did once, and, and she she came over in the Canterbury Stakes and and started two dollars against some nice horses off that um, off that number. So, um, yeah. So she, she's she's can she's herself on the map i think i think it, 
I think she was always this good, but she probably a little bit disrespected. Um, it was just it was just the thousand meters that was a bit of a grab, but um, not anymore. So she she stamped herself, and um, Rothfire was was decent. He pretty much ran to his form, and, and Giga Geek, interestingly, while he was he's like he's he's the best horse in the in the country, blah blah blah. But he but he still he, he ran a better race um, than what he did uh, last prep first up. But he actually ran a better rating. It was just he did it in a different way. He ran the mm-hmm. fastest last 600 meters at um, Randwick ever recorded last prep first stop for a 1,000. He just did it in a different different sort of way. But overall, he still run a better rating than what he did last start. So I think it's, I think he's fine. He's on track. Um, yeah, he's on track to what he wants to do. He's, 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 uh, yeah, I, I think there's no, there's no question that he's, he's still, probably the best horse in the race and the, and the SP to start what did he start uh, was it 220 220 BSP, um, BSP. versus Imperatries far 490 BSP I think it, like he's still he's still at the SP over the market's not stupid um, she exploded here but um, like he, he still got the big SP over her so that, that, there's something to hold on to I guess if, you, if you've got a ticket on him for the, the Everest yeah I, I think that's a really good point you make about him his first up rating here actually surpassing his challenge stakes I think that was the race first up last preparation um, because everyone will see that he was slow away last time he almost dipped and took a nosedive at the start and he flashed home and visually it looked outstanding but they went really slow in that race compared to here where things have even gone against him even worse and they've gone they, although they have gone slow for the class here, they've still gone faster than they went that day in Sydney. And he's just put in a massive amount of... He just expended a lot of energy between that sort of six to the four, even to the two. And he's just ran out of gas late. He did come into the yard a little bit fat still, so he's got plenty of condition to strip. And he'll go into the Premier Stakes 1,200 metres, three weeks' time at Randwick. Um, be very hard to beat. What do you make of Imperatriz not going towards the Everest? They've come out again and they've said, no, nope, Moya Manicato champions, uh, champions sprint. Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> she, well, she's, she's got a group one. I don't know why they, I guess, like if she runs the way she did on Saturday, she's a, she'll just win. Um, that they, they, the horses going to the, the Moya will, are relying on her, Regressing heavily, so or race um, shape or pattern or bad luck. Yeah, well, I don't, I, I don't, even if she gets a bad race shape or whatever, I probably still think she'd she'd beat whatever. Like Asphora is probably going to be second favorite. Mm. She'd um she'd beat Asphora. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't I don't know. She'd probably be uh, third favorite in the Everest. I'd say. Yeah. Um, maybe second favorite actually behind. I maybe even favourite. I got no idea, but um, you don't I think, have to worry about it anyway. But <laughs> I, I don't have to worry exactly. It's not my problem. Yeah, um, and everyone. But it's will a, it's say, a good thing, I think, because yeah. I think the main target is the the. I heard that the the main target's the champion sprint, which is is awesome because I actually get to. I, I get to back her. So yeah, you get um, to back her because you only bet on toy, you little bot. <laughs> um, but yeah, just with the just on the Everest conversation, everyone's blowing up. Why would you turn down a $20 million race, etc.? But when you drill down on it, the winner might get half of that $20 million 
and then you have to split that 50-50 with the slot holder. So now you're down to five. You've got to take her to Sydney, and they're saying she's better on her Melbourne leg. She's already proven she... Like, when she changed legs around that corner at the Valley, she's done it twice now. She just goes, boom. Um, the Ever- the carrot of the Everest might not be as great as some people think. If she wins two or three Group 1s this preparation, all of a sudden she's worth more as a broodmare than what she would be just winning the Everest. So, yeah. That, she's that's... only 4-2. It's not the only chance she's going to get. Yeah, and, exactly right. And she... Um, what was I going to say? Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, Don't well, they've set up they've set up stable at Cranbourne now. Ben Gleeson, who used to be with Danny O'Brien, I believe, has taken over the Victorian Tiakau stable. So she's in Australia for good, and we get to watch yeah, her. And, and I don't think I don't think Tiakau. Yes, I don't, I don't think Tiakau is short of coin either. So no, like if, if they if they go to for like winning winning Australian Group Ones is probably the main thing they really care about with her. No. The only question I have is, how did this horse not win New Zealand Horse of the Year over Sharp and Smart? But anyway, we could hold, we could do a whole podcast on that. All right, let's get to the main event of the day, which was the Fan Stakes Group Two Wait for Age, sixteen hundred meters, with the all important golden ticket into the Cox Plate and Pinstripe came out on top, Enver Yusufovic and Wiz Allen from a somewhat unlucky attrition flashing home. Uh, Tuvalu was honest as always pounding you can say the same and Alaskan God and Forgot You were, were the closers from well back in the field Pinstripe he's um since he's got over his problems I think maybe a prep ago and he, he's got everything together by, by, pro- by problems do you mean um, settling back in the field and having bad ideas that is one thing but I was talking to Benny Allen at the um at this spring carnival launch and he said the horse did did have a few physical problems as well yeah right okay fair enough but it, they've got him right and he's lucky he'd need to improve a couple of lengths to win a cox plate but at least he's in it now mm. Mm, I think attrition was really really good here attrition just um he just keeps running career peaks every single time um every time he's turned up to the races he's run a career peak He's he's just upward trajectory, and he, he's run the sorry two seconds. I think he's run the the seventh fastest last hundred of the the meeting here. Off uh, a fast tempo. Yeah, off a good tempo. So they're going to the under. Yeah, yeah, seventh fastest last two hundred of the meeting. Well, wow. once he's straightened, um, they're going to go to the Underwood next. Is that is Underwood stand down still? Or is that no? Is it, it is at Caulfield this year, eighteen hundred oh, meters. I like the Underwood. At, um, stand down um, but yeah no, he he's on track for that and he's going to give um, uh, without a fight something to think about um, first up without a fight will be their first up won't he correct yeah so he, he'll he will be um, we'll, we'll give we'll give the punters a freebie we'll give the punters a freebie I know I'll say sign up to the 6 day whatever we've got our, all our good futures bets and early prices there but $15 attrition for the Underwood Go and take it now, because he'll start about five or six dollars. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tuvalu pretty much ran to what he did last start. Um, uh, pounding is just so consistent. He, he did the same. He does what he did. What he always does. He's probably in the inferior lanes too. Alaskan Gods 
gone enormous. Um, mm. I don't know where that's come from, but he's he's run a career peak. Forgot you was really really good. He's only second up, so he can improve again off this. Maybe he goes to a race like the Underwood. I don't know where they're going to try and aim him, um, but maybe he can pick off a, a Group Two race during the Spring Carnival. Deny knowledge was good. They went quick here. Um, so she didn't, she didn't get control of the race either, which yeah. I don't know she likes. Um, what did she run? Um, yeah, she she came off her 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 run first up, but you probably expect that in a higher pressure race and with the the rail off. So um, yeah, I, I really thought that Globe was going to start about five or six dollars. I I thought that the market support for him, like he started three dollars forty BSP. Like I, that's a to have him that firm, I thought was really really interesting. Um, but he's obviously pulled up with um, cardiac arrhythmia. Yeah, yeah. So obviously you can you forgive him and um, yeah, I've it's a it's a tricky one. What do you do with him now? I guess they they want to get him fit at their next start, so maybe he's a betting proposition. But at the same time, he started three dollars forty in a pretty hot race, so he's you don't think you're not going to get a price around him. But um, and, you know, I don't know I don't know if you'd want to back one off of having heart issues. Um, Apparently, anyway. it wasn't. I. I... I don't know. I haven't run the systems or anything, but I've heard like first up off EIPH or cardiac arrhythmia can actually be quite profitable. And I've yeah, because they get them. They get them all fit because if if they're not fit, then like they're more likely to get it again. Yeah, like if this horse goes back to a listed race and you get even money, I'm betting. Yeah. I don't know about you. You won't get even money. You get a dollar fifty. But mm, we'll see. Um, yeah, Luna Flair was good. Goldman was good. El Bodegon is just a wet tracker. Once he finds a heavy track, he will be in the discussion. And he started $95 here, BSP. So I think if, if, if El Bodegon ever gets on a heavy track ever again, um, oh, I'll just back it. And if he doesn't, that, he'll be on English he Digital. He'll be the first runner-up in a Cox Plate. Sorry, third place in a Cox Plate <laughs> to be on English Digital. Yeah, yeah well, Waller has trained the legs off him but at the same time he does need a heavy track yep Alaskan God is he a Caulfield Cup horse yeah maybe he, can, does he stay didn't he run in the derby over there or something yeah absolutely he stays I think he's won twice over 2400 metres yeah but WA staying races aren't staying races so um I don't know we'll Still, see he had, he had a prep two preps ago where he went five wins in a row and then he came off the boil a little bit last prep but um, Saturday, absolutely signs of life. Back. Mm. Yeah. Sydney? Uh, did you have any like anything else you wanted to speak about at all? Uh, oh, it's obvious, but Gold Trip was huge. Um, yep. Last, yeah, he, he was just enormous. Uh, he's right on track. Does he go to the Underwood now? Is that is that a race for him? Do you reckon? Yeah. Uh, Potentially, I would say that's a big chance. Yeah, he he was really good. Um, he's back. He he was sort of off last preparation. I think I think the first up run gutted him for the preparation. He was sort of off the rest of the prep. Fast um, run, but this, this is, is this is a much better platform. Um, yeah, I guess so. But he, he yeah, it was pretty much a barrier trial. The uh, start to the six the eight hundred meters was twenty twenty lengths below class par so hmm. um, what do you do with that it's, it's pretty much a barrier trial but he he's finished in some of the best closing splits of the meeting um, 
so see how he goes second up but um you would race like the Caulfield Cup that has his name on it I think yeah no Blue sounds man. good to me alright do we want to yeah. move on to Sydney Sydney yeah Rose Hill Rail was in the true position um I thought Sydney I thought both tracks played quite well on the weekend I joked about it on the preview that Marty was going to say uh, he's come back and he's fixed the track and everything's all good now and that's exactly what he did. Uh, but I thought Rose Hill played pretty good as well. Yeah, it was... I haven't uh, done a, like a full... I didn't watch much of the Rose Hill races but the, the track speed was pretty much a three to a four all day. Yep. Maybe in places a little bit even faster than that. Um, out of the shoot, I think, I think the shoot played almost closer to a fast two. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, let's get to the Scirocco Stakes. Group 2, 1,200 metres for the Phillies and Mares. And Sunshine Paris, Sunshine in Paris, hasn't just won. Um, she's also booked her way into the Everest, which is huge. Espiona, a really nice return from Zapateo. I thought she was a little bit disappointing. Zugotcha got the blinkers on, and she was much better than last start. She'll be up to 1,400 metres, and the tissue was really good as well. Um, not much separated the first few across the line, but Sunshine in Paris, very, very dominant win, coming home in 11.6 lengths above the all-average benchmark for her final 600 metres. Big win. She's a she's a proper mare. Yeah, she is. She's only lightly raced. She keeps improving. Um, uh, I half get the vibe that she's a... 1400 meter to a mile so it's interesting that she's been given the not not interesting because she's she's run 102 here at wet for age so um and and she's done a whole lot of running late so uh she's like she's one of the horses that are um the everest sort of um attaches like that the everest gets but they probably shouldn't be running in the everest um well, they're not going to yeah. say no, are they? No, no. Um, yeah, I, I get the vibe that she's a 1,400-meter horse. Um, but this was a really good win. She splits were really, really good. Uh, what were they versus the day? They're probably the fastest splits of the meeting, I guess. Um, no, no. Not quite. That was in race nine. Um, uh, it's the third fastest last 400 of the meeting, so... Hmm. And fast, third fastest last 200, so... Yeah, the race, the race has gone well. Um, Espiona's gone really good. She's on track for the Epsom, I, I guess she's going to, or, or maybe she's going to come down to Victoria. Yeah. Um, because they've they've got the idea that she's best in Victoria, but um, her <laughs> best ratings are in Sydney, anyway. Um, uh, yeah, so she, Espiona will probably come down for the uh, Empire Rose, um, and she she's like well on track for that. Zapateo, I don't think, is suited by the track being so fast. She obviously likes the track being closer to a heavy track. She was backed off the map to win the Goodwood and or the the the, uh, the other one, the, the Mayor's version of the Goodwood, um, uh, but off the map to beat Balanipatina. Sangstar, yep. And Zugotcha was good for further too. Um, maybe she's on an Epsom path as well. So was a Tissue. A Tissue was really good. Um She'd definitely be on an Epsom path, and IME was a little bit disappointing. Um, but the market is, sort of is this just her? So. Like, is she not that good? IME? No, she's not that good. She's not. She's she she's underperformed here definitely, but um, she's not. She's she's not. She's not as good as 
uh, what she's done. I don't think she's she's hit her ceiling. I, I imagine. Yeah, well, she probably uh, overachieved last start as well with the big fall in the yeah, race. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. But um, Sunshine in Paris is definitely keeps improving. Um, but uh, Annabelle Nation does have her horses fit first up, so I'd wonder how much improvement there is to come. But um, like she's she's still run a really good number, but um, she'd still want to improve towards the Everest, which is the race she's going to. So uh, we'll see. Anyway, but Espiona definitely Espiona Zapatea with tissue, um, Zugacha, a really really good platform for these sort of horses going to the races that get they're going to go to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, my two cents on this race: Sunshine in Paris, really good. Can she win an Everest? Probably not, but um, she will have another start before that. So you might get an opportunity to back her. Went around eight dollars fifty. That's obviously going to shorten a, a lot next time, but it was a really good win. Zapatero, I did get sucked into her as well. I hundred percent agree with you that she is better on a wet track, but she won first up last preparation, um, or might not have been first up, but she did win on a, on a good track last prep. So I think I think that the market took that into consideration. Um, she won on a good fall with James McDonald one day and, and put a hole in her rival. So I think the market was just saying, oh, she did it. She has done it on a good track now. That box is ticked. But perhaps against some better horses here, just not at her absolute best. A tissue's a horse you can follow. 1,200 metres, well short of her best. She went around at 50s. Uh, we know her, her best distance is probably 2,000 metres. So keep following her and Zoo Gotcha up to 1,400 metres next start she's well and truly back on track mm. all right ming dynasty end cap maiden winner yuck skip yeah well what are these horses going to um this is probably end caps race i imagine like it's a capitalist i can't imagine it gets much further cafe millennium everyone's talking about the spring championship but uh surely there's something else that'll come and beat it the splits were good but this is fourteen hundred meters, is it not? How much? How far is it? Four, yes, fourteen hundred meters. Yeah, fourteen hundred. It's by not a single doubt. Um, it oh, does it get two thousand meters? I don't know. Um, I think, so like we all get sucked into that big dower horse that gets back to last and comes home down the outside, and you you just label them a stayer. It doesn't always work out like that. Um, yeah, it, it was a really big. It was a. It was a sustained run, like a really strong run, but yeah, just because it's a big sort of gets back runs on in a shorter distance race, I think it'd be like it's not bred to stay, but no, weirder things have happened. Um, uh, who else was good? Raff Attack was good. Um, they went really fast, and I thought he stayed on well. Was he? He was first up, wasn't he? I think. Um, yeah. Oh no, no, he was third up. I thought he was. I gave this race no time. So no, he was he was questions. 38 days between runs. Yeah, so Raff attacks a, a real sort of a spring spring champion horse, uh, and Cap Cap Ferrat, I think it is. Um, it was pretty good late, I think too. Wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Compared to and, and Tan Tanhauser was good too, um, and Tom Kitten maybe a little bit flat second up, but yeah, I'll, where do these horses go? I've got no idea. Tom Kitten's probably good off and. Corfield Guinea's horse and Raff attacks good for further I don't know move on it is one of the lowest group 3 races you'll ever see 
We'll get to the goal, uh, sorry, the run to the Rose. It is the main lead up to the Golden Rose, of course. And Cylinder, <clears> after winning the Vane Stakes, has backed it up here. $2.50 SP from Moravia, who led and stuck on really strongly. Nadal was the bigger eye catcher after missing the start. You could argue he was very unlucky. Uh, and then you've got horses like Militarize. Fifth, only beaten 0.7. Massive Caulfield Guineas trial. Um, he's well on track, even though this was... And it's good that you know this was only a good track. His two Group 1 wins were on heavily rain-affected tracks, so he's ticked that box now. Um, but Cylinder, what can you say about Cylinder? Good win, but this was sort of his race. Yeah, he's two from two now, so maybe the... I don't know, maybe the general vibe is that he's come back as a better three-year-old, but... Uh, yeah, this race went awful. Um, yeah, he's, he's this is no good. Um, really, really bad race. I was sentimentally on um, supporting Moravia and Nadal because I, I said they were big on the the preview and they and they were both. I know they went well backed, but anyway, they they almost won and still uh, Nadal, just got out. Nadal like, was Nadal was twenties into elevens. He was well backed. Oh, uh, right. Uh, anyway, um, yes. The race is just... They've gone slow early, so maybe you can make that excuse, but... Um, and Cylinder was held up. People are going to say that, but this race has just gone awful. He, what, I don't know. He probably got out the got out the 250, and he's fallen in, and, and yeah, this... The only horse... No, nah, nah, he got out later than that. Oh, okay. I um, reckon he should have won a bit easier, but I, I take your point that... Yeah, even still, like... that great. He's, he's going to get to the Golden Rose next start, and he's going to race... No. I don't even think he wants 1,400 metres. People are agree. saying that. I, I don't even agree. think he wants that. Um, but, and yeah, he's going to get 1,400 metres. And there's, like, Shinzo's going to be there. If Shinzo's improved, like, he's just going to win everything. And he's going to retire to stud and be the best, um, like, stallion prospect Coolmore's ever had in Australia. Um, <laughs> he's by Sam already. Who beat, oh, well, he, he, he's a, blue, a golden slipper winner. Um, by Samaretti, who beat Buffering by four lengths in, in his prime, and True. and by who's even by Snitzel, so um, it's as good as it gets. Um, and if he if he comes out wins the Golden Rose and the Everest or the Coolmore, would like um, I don't know if he if Shinzo's come back better, he will just smash the shit out of these. Um, yeah. These are no good. I think Militarized is the only one you can. Yeah, militarizer is the only one you can take out of this just just because he's going to get further. Yeah, he'll go Caulfield Guineas and then sorry, he'll go run, he'll go Golden Rose then Caulfield Guineas. Whereas I think Shinzo will stick to the sprinting trips. He'll go fourteen hundred meters then drop back to the Everest. Um, I think the great thing about Cylinder, I was I backed him on the weekend, um, but I think the great thing about him is he'll go to the the Golden Rose and likely start favourite. And we're saying we're really keen to take him on. Because he'll be third up and he's, you know, put two together. I know the ratings aren't great, but surely Shinzo isn't going to start favourite first up at fourteen hundred. Yeah, but the other the other thing you can say is it is James Cummings and um in secret uh was no going no good until she came out and won the new market by three lengths. So uh I don't know. But from from what what I've seen so far, he'd, he'd want to improve. But um, 
yeah, it's, it ma- makes it makes the, the golden rose definitely interesting. Worth worth. At least I'll, I'll be paying attention to it anyway. Yeah, from an onlooker's perspective. All right, we move on to the Theo Marks Race Nine, Group Two, over thirteen hundred meters and Golden Mile. Speak of the Blue Jackets, um, they had the race to race double here. The Caulfield Guineas winner of last year, we should probably mention. Um, very, very slowly run race. 2.8 lengths slow to the 600. And he's produced a, a good finale of nearly 10 above. But for mine, the absolute run of the race was the inevitable. Coming home 12.8 lengths above the all-average benchmark running. The fastest last 400 and 200 of the entire meeting. And he did it with 59 kilos top weight. G massive return I backed him so I'm a little bit sick he couldn't quite get there Gold Mile just had the perfect run once that uh, gap opened up on the fence but for mine the inevitable is going to be in anything he races in this preparation up to 1600 metres mm. well he proved in the all-star mile that the the mile is probably even, even his best trip so um, like, is he not almost I don't know I don't want to say his favourite for the Epsom but he, like he'd be he'd be first sort of four or five lines of betting off this wouldn't he and if he isn't then it's Not probably to too big oh no, I mean not I mean not right now but like on the day um, when the no, weights no, no, are no, but we're sick we like taking early prices unlike it <laughs> it's a big <laughs> handicap you'll get best price on the day anyway just um uh, he's run 21-2 last uh, 200 400 metres so like it's it's as good as they go um, he did find the quick lane, which is uh, maybe something you'd like to pull it back a bit. But um, but he did circle the field, whereas Golden Mile just got yeah. the saloon passage up on the fence. Opened yeah, up if he if he draws in, draws in, he'll probably have one run between now and the Epsom. Um, if he draws in in the Epsom, well, like middle somewhere, um, and if he's able to settle in the first half of the field. Mm. Um, yeah, like he he carried he carried equal weight to Mr. Brightside and um who ran second in the also mile? Cascadian. Cascadian. In uh, like in a in a mile. Wait for age, yeah. And 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 horses like th- those horses that he's gonna race in the Epsom are gonna be giving him weight, so he's he's definitely a, a horse I did to, see he got given oh. I think fifty five kilos, which Oh, the weights are out. Yeah, weights came out for the Epsom today. So, oh, right. like, given he's not a Group One winner, it probably still is a little bit harsh to get. I think it was fifty-five or fifty-five and a half, but his rating is pretty high because he has performed in those really good weight for age races now. So, yeah, go have a look at the Epsom weights and um, formulate your own opinion, I guess. Yeah, he's he's got to be in it though, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought Red Card was really good in the last. This horse just has just keeps going to an, another level. She carried fifty eight and a half kilos for a mare, so true weight sixty and a half. She gave Smashing Eagle six kilos. Um, forward racing pattern, hippo on all average benchmark, eleven lengths above overall. Um, she's just going to win a lot of races at eleven hundred meters because. She goes forward, gives a go, uh, gives a good strong kick, and she can probably go to a listed race now. What do you think? Yeah, of her what, what what was the race um, that Zapatea was carved up in and Asura won in the 
on the last day of the carnival or derby day. The, the Verenskova on the second day. No, no, that, that's that's on Saturday. Um, oh, anyway. No, nah, it was just a handicap, wasn't it? 1,100 metre. Oh, maybe. Anyway, if she goes there, she'd be in that sort of race. Let's, a race like that on Cup Week, she'd be, she'd be in that. Yeah, no, 100%. I think is is that it for Melbourne and Sydney? Yeah, um, I think that Airman the only other one. Lucky we're good, you know, too. Oh, but extremely lucky's racing pattern is just so bad. Yeah, but you just saying you don't like him because you backed him last start. He's still a good horse. I've backed him both starts now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well that's fine. <laughs> oh, it's just horrendous. Like you know, I knew my. I thought he was going to be a little bit closer um, because. The blinkers went on, but no, nah, flushed out the back. He's still been beaten three. His his splits home are probably bloody enormous with a sixty, but oh, frustrating. Yes. Anyway, um, the only other one I want to mention is Chartin on Sunday. Um, I'll check. I don't reckon that punting form would have the figures out yet, but um. Lucky Swainess went down. Um, self little little trumpet. We we did tip against Lucky Swainess. He actually opened as short as a dollar oh seven with sports bet, which was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, I guess he has won. What has he won? Like seven races in a row before this race, and he is rated the highest rated sprinter on the planet. Um, but. Hong Kong, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's received like 500 mils of rain in like a week. Like even more than that. I think they had 300 in it in the space of like three hours on one of the days and the streets were completely flooded. So it's a miracle they were even racing heavy track. Uh, so for the bookies to put up a dollar twenty for a horse who's first up 61 kilos and Zach Purton literally said he's not, not really ready. He sort of poured a little bit of cold water on him even though Zach Purton can do that. Um... Yeah, make madness, excuses anyway. when he loses. Anyway, Victor the winner has led here 52 kilos. He has carried uh, nine kilos less than Lucky Swainess, and he's just been way too good. Um, obviously, his rating will go up, and they'll meet again, and the weights will be much closer together. Or if they meet at group level and it's weight for age, then, of course, the weights will be almost identical. So I would expect Lucky Swainess to turn the tables on Victor the winner back onto a good track later in the preparation. But um, yeah, it's good. You might you might actually get an opportunity to back Lucky Swainess now that he's been well held. Like not even just beaten, he got smacked on the weekend. So very interesting stuff. Mm. All right, is deep. that it? Yeah. I forgot to do the questions box, everyone. So apologies for that. Uh, my team got beaten in our elimination final yesterday, so it was a very sad Sunday. Flat, Flat straight to bed. Nah, we had a couple of drinks and uh, nah, threw the toys out of the cot. I think it shots in, um, so that's all right. Exactly. That was the only thing that made my Sunday any better. But anyway, footy's done. My body's cooked. It's been a long year, and it's all about the races now. All right. Let's sign off there, punters. Nico will be back to join us on Thursday for a massive Maccabi Diva Stakes Day preview. Go, Mr. Brightside.
Chan.